Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The beverage supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Brewers Outlet Friday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Control here with you. Back here in the producer's chair. Thanks to Chad for filling in for me yesterday. And Steve will be joining us soon from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And of course, every Friday brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. The beverage supermarket. Time to stock up for the weekend. Got those slushies of the six different flavors of slushies. Those roasted peanuts, fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar, of course, second to none. Water, soda, snacks, cold couple cold ones, all that good stuff at the Beverage Supermarket, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. Always enjoy the Fridays. A packed show for you today. First, we're going to have Nate Bauer on from Blue White Illustrated who... As Steve mentioned with Ryan Snyder over there, did some good reporting on what we could expect from the Big Ten and when the spring semester season could start. And now there's some reports out there that the Big Ten is also discussing Thanksgiving weekend as one of the several options to start its football season. And if that's the case, and the Big Ten's been kind of mull on this, we'll talk to Nate more about this and what the spring might might look like. I know Steve had alluded to earlier in the week it could start like maybe the first week after New Year's so that'd be January 6th January 7th somewhere in that range and if if you start in January starting in January is one thing because it's still the height of the winter when it still could be like the height of cold and flu season as it typically is before the pandemic even hit but then starting at Thanksgiving it's like well then you might as well just start it in August September now I know we're trying to buy time and this and that, and, that, and that's fine. I, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. For anybody that knows me of how I've, I've dealt with this personally, this pandemic, I'd rather be safer than sorry. I, I totally get that. But the timing and the handling of all this with the Big Ten has just been awful. You can't tell me that you're trying to have, you're going to try to start a season maybe as early as Thanksgiving now and say you couldn't start in August or September. I, just, I don't I don't get that. I just don't get that timing. 
To me, you can't have it both ways here. You have to have it one or the other. And again, I know we're trying to be safe, and I know we're trying to, for in terms of timing purposes, we're trying to probably get everything done before the NFL draft. I get that. I think the NFL draft this year is the end of April, first week in May in Cleveland. It's just we, we got we to gotta stick with one thing. Because it's, as I've said before, it's just too much jerking around for these players and coaches who have worked their tails off to stay safe, follow the protocols strictly, be ready for the, a normal start of the season, or maybe a later start. And now they get the season pulled on from underneath them. Now we may start Thanksgiving. And now they're going to probably have to give up that holiday again, if that would be the case. Or probably, either way, they're going to have their winter, their winter break cut short because you may, well, likely maybe you start the season in early January. Whatever the case may be, only the players and coaches are getting more hurt by this by the minute, by the more back and forth we go here. So I just, I, I just don't understand what a Thanksgiving start would do. I just don't. But we'll hear that from... a little more on that from Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated, at uh, 335 today. Then the King is going to join us at 406. We'll get that going with uh, sports trivia for the week. I got, I'm got. i loaded this week, yeah. Steve. I'm ready to go. We got Good. it. You're back now. So what do you think yeah. about this maybe Thanksgiving start? I know we'll get into it with Nate later. Jack Ham and I were talking about this uh, a little earlier. Uh, it's interesting because let's start with this. Uh, what's going to happen here at Penn State, and I think this is going to happen at most other Big Ten campuses, but at least I'll speak to what's going to happen here at Penn State. When you get to November 20th, what's going to happen? There's going to be a mass exodus of students off this campus. And in the mass exodus off campus, it means they will not be returning to campus until the earliest in January. Because the final two weeks, we have to teach on Zoom, and then there's finals. Well, that then puts your team, let's take Penn State, into, in essence, a football bubble. Because they're working out here. The other students won't be here. They aren't going to be coming back. And you can get back to where you were essentially in the summer and into August, where you're practicing, you're going through your protocols, and when it comes to class, you're doing it on Zoom, which is how everyone on the football team took their classes during the summer session. Because the players were taking summer session classes, but they were doing it, for the most part, on Zoom, if not all on Zoom. So that's where you would be. You'd be on Zoom. Complication is you do have finals in the middle of this, uh, which you can get through. Look, basketball and wrestling, any winter sport, ice hockey, although ice hockey builds a break in, but they get through the finals part in the middle of their seasons anyway. So you can make that part work. It would give you the option of an eight- or nine-game schedule. You could expand it out to nine if you wanted to because you'd have the ability to do it and more flexibility. 
And if you were to start Thanksgiving week, for example, if that, you know, again, this is something that's being mulled over. It's supposedly it's one of the options on the table. Uh, but the, let's say you do it, go this route, you could probably have the season wrapped up with a Big Ten championship game, maybe at the Rose Bowl, by January 29th, which, by the way, is the off weekend between the AFC and NFC championship games and the Super Bowl. So can you do it? Plus, you're just beginning the, the, the spring semester, so you're not really putting a crimp into that. And if you do it that way, it then opens the door to then actually having spring practice and a sense of normalcy to then return to a full 2021 season of 12 regular season games starting on time. So that would be those would be the pluses to it. Uh, the issue would be, and again, you're talking about you'd be spending, let's see, five, six, seven weeks. I'd see seven weeks without the students on campus. You know, say they allow them to come back. I think the first class is January 13th. Is the first class here at Penn State? So you'd be spending a minimum of seven weeks, maybe eight eight weeks uh, out of that schedule in a, quote, bubble situation. Also at that time, do you end up with a vaccine, which, while not being the uh, be-all, end-all, uh, a vaccine would end up being a far greater comfort level to do things. In society, like I said, I didn't say it was the be-all, end-all. I mean, the flu vaccine is partially effective, not completely, but people are more comfortable once they get it. They probably feel that once they, you know, those who get the vaccine, the flu vaccine, every year, and they end up getting the flu, they probably feel like it's a milder case because they had the vaccine. So, uh, but. At that point in the middle of this, you actually might have a vaccine. Also, what helps is the Abbott test. The new Abbott test, which is being rolled out, um, is a five-minute test. And that's so important where if you're sitting there on a Friday before a game, you can test... It's a saliva test. And everybody can go to breakfast and come back, and they've got all their results. It's cheap. It's a $5 test. So you didn't think the suit had an influence on anything, but they said, we need a cheap test. <laughs> and well, there you have it. So let's let's turn to somebody who specializes in cheap. And the jacket and tie came to mind right away. Uh, but... But that's that actually a lot of people feel sports wise that test is a game changer because A, it's said to be efficient, critical, and it's quick, important, and it's inexpensive. And that's really important that it's inexpensive. It's five dollars a test. 
and it's quick. So those would be the pluses to doing it then. Now, here's going to be the negative, and the negative would be, well, I mean, you couldn't have started in October. and That's what I said to start the, to start the show. Yeah, I, because here, right now, here is the... Here's the issue at the moment. The Big Ten may ultimately be proven correct, obviously, that we get to September 26th and the ACC, SEC, ACC can't go. Or maybe it's October the 10th and suddenly they can't go, whatever. So in the end, you may absolutely be proven correct. But here is at least the initial issue. The season for the Big Ten was supposed to start a week from tomorrow, correct? And let's be honest about it. They probably could have done it. I mean, I mean, let's face it, Matt. Do you, would you feel comfortable the way the testing has gone for college football teams to play tomorrow? I would say mostly, yeah. Yeah. Well, Penn State was supposed to play a week from tomorrow. There actually is a game tomorrow. Do you know that? Yeah, it's an FCS game. It's uh, Central Arkansas and... Austin P. Right, yeah. Damian Barber used to play for Penn State's on Austin P. The... um, But again, if you... There's a lot of pressure on the Big Ten right now. They don't have to give in to any pressure. They don't have to give in to any pressure at all. But Nebraska players, for example, eight of them have filed a suit against the Big Ten, which we talked about yesterday. Okay. You have the FOIA request from Attorney Tom Mars. Okay. You have the FOIA's Freedom of Information Act for the uninitiated. You have... The possibility I'm hearing that Justin Fields and the Ohio State players are planning a lawsuit. Okay. So now some of these elements are piling up against you. Do you then say, you know what, okay, we'll do it, let's start Halloween? Because that's the other rumor. rumor. Uh, Kevin Warren did say, so let's be blunt about this. Kevin Warren did say, we're not revisiting. Now he said that. Now we'll find out the whether that holds or not. Um, Adam Rittenberg has been tweeting today. Now here's some of the Adam Rittenberg tweets. Uh, league is uh, sourced just now. League working with ADs, coaches, and medical personnel on options for late fall or winter start of football season, but the ultimate decision will be the president's chancellors who are considering health of entire campuses and communities. Uh, Thanksgiving is in all likelihood the earliest things could get going. Some teams are not even on campus right now after the postponement. Uh, another tweet, the chance of the Big Ten to play football 2020 is not dead after all. Gene Smith has confirmed a report 
that a start sometime this fall is one of the possibilities under consideration. Again, that's one of the possibility. One. There are others. Uh, Earlier today at noon, Bruce Feldman tweeted, Big Ten coaches are meeting on a conference call. I'm told it's a real possibility the Big Ten may try to reverse course and play later this fall. So in the Adam Rittenbergs of the world and Bruce Feldman and Dennis Stoddard tweeting that, there's validity. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. The Beverage Supermarket, Imports Domestics, Microbrews, best selection of air anywhere. Stock up for the weekend. Wine coolers. By the way, today is National Red Wine Day. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day in the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. And six great flavors of slushies. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 to 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. He shot a three-over par, three par 74 today. That is Nate Bauer from Blue White Illustrated. Three-over par 74. Get your facts right, Steve. Come on. I know, but I really, but I really did card a three over seventy four. So yeah, really, I'm very good. That's I'm just trying to be modest and honest. Okay. Also, Steve, two things. One, I really that that Wisconsin report really upsets me. Don't appreciate that. Uh, I, I had all of the I had all of the latest info on Wednesday, and here this guy comes raining on my parade. And number two, it, it is apocalyptic out here, is it not? Uh, yes, it is. Right now it is. Uh, yeah. But that's why I reference it as an option. I didn't say sure. it was the plan. Thank you. That's why I'm in the broadcasting business. I can come up with certain words that couch it. It's nice. I Listen, I get that the coaches want I mean, the coaches are bothered that they're not playing right now, right? Like, that's just the reality. Uh, There was never, and it's become very, very clear over the last two weeks, that there was never a consensus among the ADs or the coaches. Obviously, uh, they all wanted to play. And if they didn't want to play, that was a very, very small minority. Um you know, this was this was the president's decision, and it was the commissioner's decision. And so, any of the talk around moving the schedule up, specifically from the perspective of of coaches, like yeah, they're gonna they're all in on that. Um, I just think that there's a downside um, to all of this in that what what is the likelihood that in three weeks or two weeks? span of time, presidents will be convinced otherwise. 
that their decision that they made hurriedly is is wrong. Like I just I don't. It just seems very very unlikely to me, given especially given the experience that Penn State has had in the past with Big Ten presidents making uh, decisions about things. If, well, if you can catch my drift. Well, I, to be honest with you, I think the only way that would change anybody's mind, they're not going to change their mind. It's just a question of when they think they can start. Right. Because the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 are essentially are a few games on September 12th, but most everybody's starting on the 26th. It wouldn't be like three weeks into the season where you sit back and go, "Oh man, they are," you know, they actually are playing, and that that's that's deep into the schedule. So right now, in my opinion, it, it's all still just guesswork as to whether they can do it or not. I mean, they're on path to do it, and I think they will do it, but it's still guesswork. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right, and and you know, it's why the decision cancel when they did still doesn't really make a ton of sense right like uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't the decision that is being questioned as much as the timing of it right uh, because given given the national case rate given the testing inaccuracies and unreliability like there's there's lots of stuff in Kevin Warren's letter that makes sense. That, you know, like, if you're looking at it dispassionately, and I understand that there aren't a lot of people who are looking at it dispassionately, but if you do that, you say, huh, yeah, that that is a problem that uh, <laughs> that tests uh, occasionally are right and occasionally are wrong. Sure. Right? That's, a, that's a major problem. Um, you know, I just... Uh, if if you wait and use the built-in backstop, right, that that was the whole purpose of that month-long span from July to early August when they came up with a schedule that had all kinds of built-in flexibility, like they built that system and then didn't utilize any of it, um, you know, which just, which just continues to seem um, panicked. I, I think is the word, right? It's it's not mm-hmm. it's not short sighted. It's just it's panic. They they just rushed into it, uh, and I don't think they needed to. Well, in fact, that was I was on SiriusXM earlier this week, you know, and they asked me about it, you know, and you know, people being upset and so forth. I said, look, I said I think the bottom line is most of the people that have looked at it just questioned the timing of it because yeah. one one school after another, testing wise, was getting it done. And with a thunder and lightning storm going on, we were actually knocked out there for a few seconds. So as we watch it pour down here, and we haven't seen it rain this hard in a long time, uh, we're going to get Nate back on the line and talk with him and go back to what we were talking about. My point was that I was on SiriusXM, and they were asked about upset, coaches, how they're reacting, and so forth. I said, look, everybody's just, I said, just looking at the timing of it. 
because the testing numbers were com- were coming in really well, and you felt like you were on track and you were clearing hurdles. There was no hurdle yet that would have stopped you from going. Now that's a that's and now it's a moot point because the decision's already been made. And so Nate, uh, who rejoins us on the line, now they've you know come up with options on this, and you were the first one to report on the early January eight game nine week option. Yep. Yep. So, um, so how you know it would be neutral? There's more domes than people realize. There's uh, St. Louis, uh, uh, Minneapolis. I mean, people forget the Brewers play in the dome in Milwaukee. They've got uh, the UNI dome in Iowa, Ford Field. Uh, I mentioned Minneapolis already. You, you know, if you wanted to go into the Carrier Dome, I'm sure they'd be welcoming. Uh, you know, but they accept the rent money. Uh, you know, Indianapolis. <laughs> Indianapolis. Yeah. So, I mean, they have options. Totally. I could be out of line here uh, because I don't... Obviously, there are TV considerate, like, and that was, I guess, the whole thing with the Blue Jays moving to Buffalo, right, was getting that stadium ready for uh, for television purposes, that was that was well, one of the big. Well, well, now part of it too was you know there's certain amenities that Major League Baseball has. Clubhouse is one. Right. Uh, there's right. a there's a lot of elements that go into it. Dugouts have to be of Major League proportion. Williamsport, in fact, redid their dugouts completely to uh, accommodate the one Major League game that they have a year. So there's a, there's a long list. But go ahead on the TV part. Well, I guess I mean I guess my point is um, you know. That if you can put it on television, right, and it's indoors, I, I, I'm I'm guessing there might even be some practice facilities, NFL practice facilities that might work in in you know just for this purpose, um, you know. But but even as you said, there's more than enough real size stadium. There's enough indoor yeah. stadium uh, to make that work, and so I think. It, it, you know the the plan, as I understood it, or as I understand it, was uh, yeah, eight, eight games starting the week after New Year's. Um, you know, and and every every you know you'll have two teams on a bye every week, uh, and so my math six games right, six games every weekend basically uh, in the Big Ten, and the goal that'd be seven. Um, not if two teams were on a bye. Oh, on a bye, yeah, okay. I understand. Yep. I know what you're saying. Well, okay. you know, so, so seven for the bulk. Right, I got you. I got right? you. Right? Yep. You know. Um, yep, I got you. You're right. Yeah, but, but in any case, uh, you know, part of the goal then would be to not have those games overlap each other. Uh, you know, you would want to be able to space them out. And so my assumption was that Thursdays were on the table. Fridays were on the table, Saturdays were on the table, uh, Sundays would be out, obviously, uh, if the NFL is still going on at that mm-hmm. time, which it is, you know, so, but, but over, over that span, you can, you know, you can see how that, uh, that might work. And then obviously, you know, you give yourself an opportunity to, again, get a, get a winner out of the East and get a winner out of the West and then have those, those teams play each other and, you know, you've you've achieved something. Is it perfect? No. Is it is it even good? Maybe not. I, I get I get all the frustrations. Like I get it, but you know, I, I've been locked inside my house for six months now, right? Like, are we not all willing 
to uh, accept okay <laughs> at this point. Like it's in favor. I'm in favor of okay as mm-hmm. opposed to nothing. What were your thoughts? You know, other than hey, you're stealing my story uh, about the <laughs> uh, about the idea being broached that as a possibility, Thanksgiving weekend as a start. Yeah, just just to clarify, I was kidding. <laughs> I don't care. Um, no, I I mean, if that works, sure. I think that the major question, and and I'm going to steer us way off track here, but I think that Beautiful. the major question. I love it. I, you, here we go. Here's the major question, Steve, that is not being asked, but it is to me the presumption that's being made under all of these conversations is that students will not be on any campuses anymore by the time any of this stuff actually gets underway. That's true. Right? That's true. That, that's Thanksgiving weekend. There would be no students here, and they would not be here the rest of the semester into January. But I think that there's also a second. Uh, me being more cynical presumption that they're not even going to be here in October. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not going to they're not going to be here at the beginning of November. And so uh you know, when you talk about bubbles, um you know, and this is this is a point that that Sandy Barber made on her call last week. But when you talk about bubbles, there's kind of two two groups of of thought around it. One is, yeah, the NBA, you put all those teams into one place. The NHL is doing the exact same thing. You put them into one place, and they literally don't leave the campus. They don't leave that site. Well, there's a second line of thinking, which is Penn State kind of had a bubble here this summer with its student-athletes. That's right. They're not interacting with the outside world when nobody else is on campus. Right? Like yeah. they're just with their teammates. None of their friends are here. None of none of those outside, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, like vectors of this virus. Like that that possibility. I'm not saying it's completely eliminated, but it decreases itself dramatically. And so, can football play? Can football play right now with every student body on campus across the Big Ten? Uh, and ACC and SEC, like, look, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here, but either they're going to have a ton of cases and shut it down, or conversely, and worth also thinking about, they're going to have a ton of cases and they just don't care. <laughs> like that, just it doesn't bother well, them. You know, because look, Major League Baseball and MLS have kept going. Uh, yeah, and, and for the most part, they've tested out pretty well. Uh, contrary to popular belief, they have actually tested out very well. In other words, the red shut down for a day with one. Yep. Well, I'm sorry that 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 doesn't really count too much for me. If you're going to shut down for one day, um, right. here's the other part. People ask all the time how many players lopped out. To be Nate, this is only my personal opinion. Fewer than you think, and here's the reason why. If they're going to play SEC, Big Twelve, ACC, American, Sun Belt. How much do you risk getting passed by not playing where now you may have to play because you've been passed out? I've heard nobody bring that up because guess what? Okay, That's a realistic possibility. Look, all of a sudden, X over here put down some great tape, and Y is sitting there saying, I don't think I'm in the third round anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with that. And, and, again, the cynical side of me says it doesn't really matter. It, it just doesn't. 
70,000 people show up to watch the blue-white game every spring. Right? No, but I'm, I'm just thinking about people have talked about the quality of play. You know, and, that's what and, I'm and starters and starters opting out and so forth because I mean you know people will say yeah, X player doesn't play they're like well they're not going to be as good because he's not there. It doesn't matter. My entire business is based off of what the backup quarterback can do. Every, you know, it, it's based <laughs> on what the third like everyone wants to know how the rookie wide receiver is playing in practice well, you don't think, because they don't you, see him in the game. You don't think I haven't lived that for 40 years? I, I know you have. I know, you, and, that's my, and that's my whole point is there is an appetite for the uniform. There is an appetite for the pageantry and, 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 and just playing football. I'm just saying that there is a, an entire culture right now that is starving for football, is starving for any type of athletic competition. Uh, you know, there was a period where ESPN in the spring was showing fixed cameras of, like, amateur tennis matches at a abandoned park. You know, like, it, yeah. it is... They, they, will, they will go to any length... To, and when I say they, I mean we. We will go to any length to see this stuff. And so, it, you know what, Michael Parsons, love you, brother. It, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> you know, like, it's okay that he's gone. It's okay that Pat Fryermuth might not play. You know, uh, th- there are, uh, these are 125-man rosters in college football. Yep. Uh, there will still be a, a above average, well above average uh, product on the field. It, no matter when they play. Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm, my only point is there may be fewer players opting out than people realize. Yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. I mean, you know, uh, Lamont Wade, Antonio Shelton, um, you know, Journey Brown even, right? Like, uh, there are guys who are not necessarily assured. You're giving them a fewer game schedule. Uh, you know, if you can do it safely and you can prove that the game can be played without risking their long-term health, I I, yeah, I agree. I think there's lots of guys that'll that'll continue to play. In the college basketball part, I know November. You know, one of the options is to start on time, September 29th, go November 10th. And now it, it's now looking more and more like uh, like the leader in the clubhouse. You know, because they won't make this decision or announce what they want to do until September 16th, but might be November 25th, which would be an October 14th start. What's your thought on that? Because obviously there would be great overlap between football and basketball. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, like uh, to me, the bottom line with basketball is that unlike football, it is the lifeblood of the NCAA. It has to happen. You cannot take a two-year loss on the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. and so they're gonna they're gonna. I I am of the mindset, and I think that that you and others would probably agree. Be as creative as you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, come up with as many plans as you want to come up with. Exhaust all of the possibilities and find a way to get it done. And and I think that the NCAA. Specifically with basketball, with men's basketball, is going to be highly, highly, highly motivated, uh, you know, to to make that happen, and has more control over it than it did with football. Well, that and again, the the confidence level 
with the basketball decision is because a key player in it is Dan Gavitt. He brings he brings universal respect to the table, and he is in constant contact with people. That's how you get universal respect, and yep. he's done that. And so if they say September 16th, this is what we think that we can do, you're going to have people across the country louding it and saying, okay, if that's what Dan thinks, we're going to do it. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, you saw, I think that you saw that even uh, with some of the disappointment when it initially happened. But he, I think he handled the initial shutdown well. He was, he was absolutely No, absolutely. You know? No, he did a great, not a good job. He did a great job. With it. He, was very, he was very forward about it and, and – and discuss what was going on. Everybody looked around and said, okay, well, if that's what he thinks, then uh, you know, we all respect him. Let's, let's do what he says. Yep. Always a pleasure, oh. my friend. Great reporting by you and Ryan, by the way, on this. Thanks, Steve. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me. That is Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated, the king in the next half hour. By the way, John McLean from the Houston Chronicle coming up on Monday on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar. Led by the barrels of the dills, indeed second to none. And six great flavors of slushies. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors here, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. The King is next. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle with a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years.